Today's episode of Beyond the Rut is sponsored by Capshow, which is the ultimate AI content marketer for entrepreneurs who podcast, vlog, or live stream like yours truly. Stay tuned throughout this episode to discover more ways you can use Capshow for your content. For now, let's get straight into the episode. If your life is feeling chaotic, out of control, don't dismiss the fact that you may be traumatized. It until you acknowledge that hey, this this may be what I'm dealing with, it you can't heal from it. So just be open to that. If things don't feel right, they probably aren't. Hey, Rudder Nation, welcome to another episode of Beyond the Rut, the podcast that shares encouraging stories and practical tools to help pull you out of your rut and into a life worth living. I'm your host, Jerry Dugan, and we're going to be joined again by Jolyn Armstrong. She is a an author and certified trauma recovery coach, and we're going to be chatting about how to use dialectical behavioral therapy to help pull you out of any trauma you may have experienced in your life. And chances are, just as you heard in the introduction, if you're feeling overwhelmed in life, don't discount the fact that there may, in fact, be some trauma there that you need to deal with. Uh, we're also going to talk about what's the difference between a trauma recovery coach versus a psychiatrist or psychologist, and then how do you know which is the right for you? So sit back and relax unless you're being chased by aliens that are you know, attracted to sound but can't see for anything. In that case, find a family. They have this uh, lady who's got uh, her cochlear implant is like on feedback loop and it'll save the world. So uh, maybe maybe I watched a little bit too much of the whole quiet place, but that's not important. Let's listen to this conversation instead with Joe Lynn. Here we go. All right. Hey, Joe Lynn, thanks for calling in from Colorado. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Jerry. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me again. Awesome. Yeah. I know. Yeah. We just aired your, uh, your interview with us. Uh, I think it was like episode 319. You talked about overcoming uh, adversity, actually leveraging and, and coming out of, you know, life catastrophes. And, you know, you've been helping people do that. And, and, uh, you know, since then, I mean, you're now a certified trauma recovery coach. So I think that, def I mean, now folks don't know, like we recorded that episode like late 2021 wow. and it yeah. didn't get to finally air until just a few weeks ago. And of course this episode we're recording, um, you know, now, now in, in September of 2022, and it probably won't air for a few more months. So, mm -hmm. uh, we've known each other for about a year by the time people hear this. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We're good old friends now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we know each other's kids and right. <laughs> barbecues. Yeah. Oh man, that'd be awesome. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah I never turned down barbecue. Uh, but that's not why we got you on. Uh, so yeah, since the last time we chatted and since, uh, and we reconnected when that episode aired, uh, a few weeks back, uh, you've got a book that has come out now. It's called Trauma Recovery, the 90 day guidebook to building a great life after trauma. Uh, and so we're talking about like that post trauma growth. You know, we all in some way experience trauma, whether it's directly as the first person. Or secondary trauma, which I learned about when I was a uh, educator, an educator with a battered women's shelter, that you have secondary trauma where the family members who see it happening or the neighbors uh, or anybody who witnesses it or knows somebody who's gone through it, you're experiencing that trauma as well. And, you know, we need a way to process that because if we, if we process it, then we grow from it. We are able to help other people who go through it. Um, and if we don't, we wind up having these unhealthy behaviors that impact other people. We start lashing out at others. And I think I shared with you before we hit record, I probably see that happening, uh, you know, 
kind of right now. And, and it's like, you know, hurt people, hurt people. Well, it's probably because they haven't learned to heal from their trauma. Uh, so I guess I feel like I, I've, I've just championed your book for you and I haven't even asked you a single <laughs> question. Like, um, you know, what is it you hope to help people achieve through the book trauma recovery? Mm-hmm. So I think, and, and thank you for asking that question. Cause this book really is a, um, you know, work from my heart for sure. What I see with trauma survivors is a lot of time that one thing that's really eroded is trust, especially trust in authority, trust in people who say, trust me, and let me help you. Right. Uh, and so this book is a good first stepping stone for those people who say, listen, I'm not ready to seek out any kind of like, quote unquote, professional help. I want to just let, let me just see what I can learn on my own. Let me see what I can do from the safety of my own home. And maybe I can pick up some things here. And this is also you know, just like the title says, it's a 90 day guide. So there's a lot of journal pages, ability to think through things, write things down. There's something about pen to paper. Um, so I provide a lot of, um, a opportunity in this yeah. book. And journaling, I think it's really great that you added so many journal pages to this because I've got, um, I think the most popular post on beyondtherut.com is, an article I wrote about why men should start a journal. And, mm. uh, you know, one yeah. of the reasons is it helps you take what is um, not tangible, which is a thought inside your head. That's just, it's there and then it goes, it's there, then it goes. But the moment you take that thought and you write it down, you've now created something. It is now tangible. It is real. It is written word on paper um, or typed word on a computer, and it's real now. And you've now created with a thought uh, just by journaling. You know, it's right. the easiest way it's, to create. It is. It is. It's an amazing process. And if you, if you haven't tried it yet, uh, I would encourage anyone, traumatized or otherwise, anyone to, to give it a shot. You know, it's, it's, Nothing's going to hurt you (laughs) through it, right? (laughs) And um, what this one does too, what I've provided in this um, guidebook is prompts. Um, You know, I don't know what to write. A lot of people tell me I... I can't journal. I don't, I sit down to a blank piece of paper. I don't know what to do. So I've included questions. I've included exercises. I've included options for people to write about through this process that are really geared towards trauma recovery. And you give them a variety of formats too. They can do a mind map. They can just write the words themselves. Uh, they can draw. So there's no one way or a right way to journal. It's all about getting that thought out of your head onto something real. And I love that. I mean, I've done that uh, years ago. Um, I was just writing down some some events that happened in my life. And I remember crying after I had written. I'm like, wow. Like when I, when I finished writing it and I looked at a paragraph and I thought, I went through that? Oh, man. And, and I, I cried. And, you know, I guess the good thing was I, I wake up before anybody else does in my family by hours. So uh, <laughs> by the time they woke up at nine, I'd already processed all this by seven o'clock in the morning. Now, there's a lot of power in journaling. Um, oh, there's this powerful quote in this book. Uh, so I'm going through it right now. I, hey, everybody, I got, I got a copy. You should get one. Um, <laughs> uh, it, and I love, you know, why are we talking about post-trauma growth and healing and then thriving from trauma? And you got this quote in here that says, you get to determine how much suffering you will allow in your life. You get to determine the level of joy in your life. You have that power. No one else. That's right. That's right. We all we all in this world are going to experience suffering. We just are. But we do get to determine that 
that level of suffering? How, how much am I going to endure here? How much am I going to let this experience affect me? And in what way? Right. Um, one thing, you know, one of the elements of trauma is having the lack of control of, uh, you know, circumstances in our lives. And we all experience that, that, that is a thing that happens. We lose a job, we get a divorce that, you know, I, you know, I, I want to maintain this thing that's being taken from me and I don't have, you know, I don't have control over that, but what we can control is our reaction to that and what we do with that uncontrolled circumstance. So, yeah, I love somebody once pointed out to me, like, you know, you know, we're going to have like emotional reactions. We're going to have that feeling on the inside. And what matters is turning that into a response. And and so like a response takes thought. It takes consideration. It takes reflection. And um, yeah, we could definitely control how we respond. We may not control whether or not we feel upset in the moment, um, but how we respond from that huge, huge. Um, and so is there's a phrase you use in your book called dialectical behavioral therapy. Uh, now, I'm familiar with cognitive behavioral therapy uh, because of where I used to work years and years and years ago. Uh, but what is dialectical behavioral therapy? And and it has like four elements to it. Yeah. So this uh, DBT, it's a big word for a, a, a kind of a beautiful, simple process that is helpful in a lot of things. So it is a kind of a branch of cognitive behavioral therapy. Um, and it was developed uh, by Marsha Linehan back in, I want to say the 60s. And she initially developed it to help with her clients who had suicidal ideations, who were really struggling with that, and also um, who were struggling with mood disorders. And it now is really the gold standard in treating specifically those two things, but all of the things that those um, who are struggling with that experience. So, you know, the fear and anxiety and all of those kinds of negative emotions. Um, so yeah, the, the four, um, modules, I guess, in DBT, the first one that I always, um, touch on with clients is mindfulness. If we can control to a certain extent, our thoughts, you know, uh, that, sets the stage for everything else. And that's one thing that happens when we're stressed, especially when we're traumatized, is that spinning mind, right? I sit down to do something. I know I've got to, I've got to keep living my life, but I sit down, a thought enters my head and I start spinning and I've lost an hour or two hours or whatever, right? I try to go to sleep. I can't sleep because my mind turns on. Um, mindfulness really helps with that. And so we use that on purpose for that reason to help kind of control that. Uh, and another one is distress tolerance. So you think about the world we live in, <laughs> all of the things that we encounter in our world, distress tolerance is so helpful. Um, so when we do encounter those really stressful, tense times, um, we have some skills on board to help us tolerate that uh, and move forward. Uh, emotion regulation is the third, and that helps us to lessen the number of kind of really out of control situations that we have, right? Um, some of the situations that we encounter when we're stressed, we encounter or are made worse because we're unable to really regulate our emotions. So that's really helpful. More skills on board for that. And then the last bit um, is interpersonal effectiveness. 
So we talk about coming through trauma, healing from trauma. One thing that trauma does is it kind of strips us of our confidence and our ability to interact with others in a really meaningful way. And so we bring more skills on board to help with that as well. Stay with us. We'll be right back. And now let's talk about how you can use Capshow to repurpose and market your content. If you have a business like me, you can upload your cornerstone long-form content, like podcast episodes or YouTube videos, into Capshow, and it will create all your content marketing assets for you. And here's the coolest part. Capshow is more than just a robotic AI tool. It's a powerful blend of artificial and human intelligence designed by marketers to help you organically reach more of the right people on more platforms. Go to beyondtherut.com slash capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day trial and see for yourself. Now, back to the show. Today is a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new marketing channel, have a message you want to share with the world, or just think it would be fun to have your own talk show, podcasting is an easy, inexpensive, and fun way to expand your reach online. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed in all the major podcast directories like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more within just minutes of finishing your recording. Podcasting is not hard when you have the right partners, and the team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. Join over 100,000 podcasters like myself already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. Sign up today using my link, beyondtherut.com slash buzzsprout, and that lets Buzzsprout note that I sent you, get you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for one of their paid plans, and helps support my show. With that said, let's get back to my show. Here we go. Learned that uh, you know, folks who go through trauma, especially if they've gone through abuse, it takes a lot to restore that confidence in them. Um, and that nagging thought is in the back of their minds. Like, is that person really correct? Am I not a good person? Am I not pretty? Am I not worthy of love? And, uh, and this, you know, men experience this too. Like, yeah. You know, and so don't think this is just a women's thing. In fact, you know, men listening right now who've gone through trauma and gone through abuse are like, heck yeah, that is how I feel. Then you look around and like, did anybody hear that? Uh, right. but you know, we, we know, and, and, you know, yeah. men and women shouldn't be alone in that. And it, it takes a lot to, to recover from that. Um, and so I know a lot of people do a lot of talk on mindfulness. Mindfulness is kind of like the the big buzzword right now. And you know, anybody who's into like stoicism talks about mindfulness. Um, and then people who have no idea what it is just think it's, you know, somebody sitting and pretending to be you know, like a Buddhist monk and, right. <laughs> and trying to become one with everything. Uh, <laughs> you know, what is mindfulness? Like, how do we describe to folks in a very simple way, like what mindfulness, like I, I'm hoping we can kind of touch a little bit on each of the four modules uh, and give some folks some practical tips to, to handle and, and start the recovery process if they're going to try to do this on their own. Oh, I love that. I love that. So mindfulness, it's very simply put, is just choosing to focus our minds on this moment, on purpose, and without judgment, right? So when you think about when you're super stressed, and you're worried about the future, you know, if I do this thing, 
my world's going to cave in. If I do that thing, or if this thing happens to me that I know could happen, then all of these things, you know, it's, it's the domino effect. And so that's the opposite of mindfulness because we're worrying about things in the future that may never even happen. And so we purposely bring ourselves back to the moment with some simple exercises. I can do one or two with you if you'd like that help us just focus on right now. And that's really all we, as a fire a truck know, by it. my house, sorry <laughs> about that. Um, but yeah, so focusing on just what's, what is right now, what's here and now. And it's, it's important for so many reasons to be able to do that. And a, a few of them I've mentioned, um, but others are, you know, when we're in really stressful situations, let's say maybe we're at, at work and we're having a really um, tense interaction with our employer, for example, uh, being able to be mindful and just stay in this moment and interact with them in a mindful way rather than, oh my gosh, he said this and it means all of these things and getting your, you know, having a lack of ability to just stay right there in the moment and, and respond appropriately. It's, it's makes all the difference in the world when you can do that. So yeah. Lots and lots of reasons that mindfulness, although it's kind of this, you know, woo-woo kind of a thing, right? New agey thing. It's actually it has some concrete benefits in everyday life. I've um, thought about like times I've been in a crisis, like a crisis moment, and everything seems to be hitting all at once. Uh, it's like that movie, everything, everywhere, all at once, right? Um, and it, it's easy to become overwhelmed. And people have asked me like, Jerry, how do you handle a crisis like that. Like you always seem cool and collected. I'm like, well, that's just the, my panic face looks the same as my calm <laughs> collected face. You just, you just don't know the difference. Um, Lucky. <laughs> right. Um, and so what I share with them is, you know, uh, with my team is like, what I wind up doing is I, I take a deep breath and I look around the room and it's like, okay, I've got all these things coming on, but what can I really work on right now? Like what, what is, and so I lay out the facts uh, and I, I keep the story out of it in the moment, in the heat of the moment. And then it's like, okay, from here, what is the most important thing to tackle here? The one thing, because I can only do one thing. There's too much going on. Um, and then once I decided that one thing, then it's like, great. Then I go take action on the one thing. And what winds up happening is other people see me doing the one thing and they either A, jump in and help me. Or B, they look around and they realize, oh, Jerry's overlooked this thing over here. I'll go take care of that to help him with the thing he's doing over there. And then somebody else will say, well, they're doing this and they're doing this. I could do this one thing. Like without telling anybody anything, folks start to spring into action. And mm. it's all because you take that pause, deep breath. What yeah. is, what's the one thing I can do? Go do that one thing. And it's, you got to be okay with letting everything else go. Like, um, just going to focus on the one thing. And then, you know, once things start to stabilize, you look up and say, oh, uh, we forgot to lock the door over there. Or, hey, <laughs> did anybody call 911? <laughs> and so, uh, and by then somebody has. Yeah. Yeah. The clarity uh, that comes with focusing on one thing is amazing. Yeah. It's oh, difficult. Yeah. And you're, I, I'm sure that has served you in your life, Jerry, The that ability that it seems kind of natural probably for you. Uh, it's not natural for everyone. No. Um, so practicing that is super, super important. Yeah, I heard ADHD helps a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You've got, you've got more attention on that area for yeah. sure. Cause oh, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so mindfulness, it's all about being in the moment right now, 
just looking at what is, judging nothing. It's not like, oh, I can't believe. It's like, yes, the person said this, um, but you're removing removing the judgment from it. Well, they said it because I'm not worthy. They said it because I'm not pretty. I'm not smart. I'm not, you know, capable. Uh, And you're just saying it. It's what they stated. Um, Those are the words that came out of their mouth. Okay, got it. Yeah. Right. And then I think it seems to also help if you state what is about you. I am a dignified person. Um, You know, if you are Christian, I'm a dignified creation. Um, and, And so it's like, I am this. I am educated. I am capable. Uh, a friend of mine said, it'd be great what we could accomplish if we remove all the knots out of our lives. Uh, I'm not smart. I'm not capable. I'm not handsome, whatever. Yeah. Then yeah. you're left with the phrase of I am and very powerful. What it is, it is. And what happens a lot of times when we talk about people, you know, I, I look at things that cause trauma in our life and when a couple of them are, you know, different types of abuse, either, either I'm in a you know, a cult or over, you know, that kind of a situation, or I'm in a narcissistic relationship. Um, and all of those, I am statements get ripped away and at least the positive ones. Right. And you're told all of these negative things that, and, and those things are, are highlighted in your life. And so that, because that's a really huge form of control. Yeah. Um, you should be grateful you have a job here. (laughs) Holy moly. I tell you. So, uh, just reestablishing that like, wait a minute, I'm not an awful person. I'm not useless. I'm not slow. All of the things that, you know, trauma survivors have been told it takes some time to rebuild that. And I'll just throw that in writing things out again, acknowledging those things about yourself on paper, taking that thought, putting it on paper is really important. Yeah. Now we mentioned, uh, when I say we, I mean, you mentioned, cause you're the expert <laughs> who wrote the book, uh, dialectical behavioral therapy, DBT. Uh, we just talked about mindfulness. We probably don't have time to go through all the remaining three, uh, distress tolerance, emotional regulation and interpersonal effectiveness. But of those three, like which one would you say stands out? I mean, they all, I'm sure are equal value, equal weight. Uh, but what would be the next thing that somebody would want to consider if they're trying to work through some things on their own? Do you know what that is going to be? I love that you asked this question. It's going to be a little bit different for everyone, depending on where they are in their recovery process. Uh, People who come to me oftentimes come to me when their life is upside down. Like I, I am completely losing control. And in that case, of course, mindful mindfulness, I, say, let's start, everybody should start there and let's get some, some of those practices down. But, um, distress tolerance is super helpful if your life is upside down and you've got things coming at you. Um, but one thing that I do include in this book is, uh, a a little quiz (laughs) at the, at the beginning of the book. And then at the end of each, um, kind of module, and it's kind of a roadmap for you or a mood assessment. Um, if you've got the book in front of you, there's one on page, I think too. So it helps you determine where do I go next? So you answer a few questions and score yourself. And based on your score, you turn to that next module in the book that may, um, you know, that addresses what kind of you're dealing with. Mm, so I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that when I was previewing the book earlier. That is really cool. Yeah. 
Because sometimes you don't know. You're like, all I know is that I feel like I'm in the middle of a hurricane, right? By everything is a mess. And one thing that happens, um, you may have seen this happen with people too, is when one thing goes wrong, a bunch of things wind up going wrong. Like it, it, it's almost always a cascade effect and every part of your life gets touched and not in a good way. <laughs> so, um, so it, it is really important to kind of have that guide to say, wait a minute, where, what do I even do first? Yeah. What do I do? So yeah. that, oh, that's, that's why I did that. Yeah. I mean, it's such a, a big deal to really look at the whole life, the big picture, because, and here at Beyond the Rut, we talk about faith family, fitness, finances, and your outlook on future possibility, because all those interconnect. And so like, if you are worried about your finances, you might see that your emotional health is also taking a hit. Your family relationships are taking a hit. Uh, if you're worried about um, your outlook on future growth and possibility, like, am I ever going to get promoted in this job? Um, you, you'll start to see the stress hit in other places as well. And, um, you know, if you're just physically, you know, ailing in some way that that could put an impact on other things uh, and so yeah they all they all come together I, i'd love that that's discussed here in this book and and covered and people get to work through it choosing between a certified recovery uh, trauma recovery coach versus like a psychologist or a psychiatrist or counselor like why would um, somebody choose you know a, a recovery coach would be the better option right now yeah so i, I think that that's a really personal question yeah. but i it, it's a good question because a lot of people don't really know the difference. So, um, or they're unsure of the difference. So I chose, you know, coaching over therapy for a couple of reasons, specifically for trauma. And um, the main reason was the ability of a coach to connect on a real personal level versus a, a therapist is required to maintain a little bit of uh, professional distance. Right. And for lots of really great reasons. And it's really important for therapists to do that, especially when working with people with um, real mental health illnesses. Right. Uh, trauma is an injury that happens. It, you know, the injury happens both in your brain, in your body. And a coach is able to come in, connect with you on a real way. I, I come in really as a peer. We learn from each other. We work together. I share my experiences. You share yours. And we're really able to work through this together. It's a completely different feel. Um, and it's uniquely beneficial in a trauma situation. Um, the other reason that is just more on, on the business side is um, I, because I tend to move around a bit on my own, um, licensure in America is, you know, in a st one state or group of states, and they can only work with people in that area. And I didn't want to be um, kind of shoehorned into one place yeah. and yeah. limited as to who I can help. Yeah, so. that makes sense, too, because now you're not just limited to people in Colorado either. You know, if you have somebody right? in New York City who needs to talk to you, they can yeah. reach out and, and get your help. Um, yeah. And I think if I understand, like the biggest difference between coaching and counseling also is coaching tends to be more future focused as well. Like, you know, where are you going from here? Uh, what's life going to look like now that you've gone through this? Whereas counselors also have that obligation to heal what happened to you in the past. Like, hey, let Let's walk you through and help you face what you've gone through. Um, and so that's also a big difference. Now, are there times where you're working with someone and you realize, oh, they, they do need a counselor and you, you make that recommendation as well? 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And a lot of times I will work hand in hand with, uh, with a therapist, a licensed therapist. So if a person has uh, a mental illness or an issue that requires therapy, um, typically what will happen is I, if they have a therapist already, then I, you know, make sure that that therapist is comfortable working alongside a coach. If they are, then wonderful. And we, you know, we move forward. I help with the the bits that I can help with and, uh, you know, the, the things that the therapist deals with, they, they handle as well. And we can work hand in hand that way. I have had times when um, I've had a therapist say, you know what? I'd rather not work alongside a coach right now. It's not in the best interest of this client for this reason. And in that case, I will step back and say, listen, when you're ready, come back to me, but get this worked out first, work with this therapist first. So it's, I I have a deep respect um, for therapists and what they do and their education level and all of that. And um, I just think with, with, trauma therapy or with trauma, um, recovery specifically. I just love that coaching modality, the ability to get closer. So, yeah, nice. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's a good, um, important thing that we distinguish between the two and that you can have both. And then also to let, you know, reassure folks, especially the counselors out there are going to be like, Hey, wait a sec. Oh, oh yeah. She's helping us. <laughs> so yeah, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> well, and I turned to a therapist when, um, I was initially hit with trauma. And, you know, I didn't really know the difference then either. I didn't realize I was traumatized. I go over that in the book a little bit, but, um, so my therapist really, and I mentioned her in this book, I've, I still talk to her. Yeah. <laughs> I have really deep respect for her. And, um, she encouraged me to write this book actually too. Yeah. So, yeah, sometimes I'm a little nervous about having a friend who's a therapist because it's like, Am I going to get a bill after this conversation? I thought we were just having coffee. (laughs) Exactly. I don't need therapy today. I just need you to listen. (laughs) We're just going to have lunch. Yes. Yes. That's funny. Now, (laughs) chances are when we air this episode, uh, the the book is already out there, Trauma Recovery uh, by Mm -hmm. Jolene Armstrong. And, And so where can people find this book and get a copy for themselves and start working through its pages? Yeah, it's available on Amazon, a few other places. Um, what I would say is uh, every place it's available is listed on my website. And I did create a landing page just for your listeners. Yay! Uh, yeah, it has all of the information, ways to get in touch with me, some goodies for your listeners as well that's special for them. Uh, and that's gvtraumarecovery.com uh, forward slash beyond the rut. That's us. So that- yeah, that's you. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, before we go, though, Jolene, what is a final word of wisdom you like to share with those who are recovering from trauma? Yeah, I think, well, a couple of things I'd love to say. One is um, if your life is feeling chaotic, out of control, don't dismiss the fact that you may be traumatized It until you acknowledge that, hey, this, this may be what I'm dealing with it. You can't heal from it. So just be open to that. If things don't feel right, they probably aren't. Um, and the other thing I want to say is that being traumatized does not make you less of a person and it's okay. 
you know, if we're, if we're physically traumatized in a car accident or whatever, we don't think less of ourselves. This is the same kind of a thing, right? It's emotional trauma is a, it's the real deal and it can happen to anyone and it's okay. And you can heal from it. Nice. Jolyn, uh, Still great to have you on the show. <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad to have come back, Jerry. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm so glad you were on. Uh, we're going to stay in touch, of course, and um, you know, we may be able to get you on here again and again and again, uh, especially if people are reaching out to us and saying, I love that episode. Give us more. Oh, yeah. heck yes. We're going to do this. Thank you so <laughs> awesome. much. Thanks, Jerry. All right. So you heard Joe Lynn and I have a conversation about the four modules within dialectical behavioral therapy, how it could help you if you are dealing with trauma that you need to heal from, the benefits of healing from trauma, and, you know, some things to think about. Maybe you get a copy of her book and try that 90 day challenge, or maybe you got to find somebody who's more of a professional, like a behavioral coach, uh, in this particular case, a trauma recovery coach like Jolynn, or you, you find a psychiatrist or a psychologist or a counselor to help you navigate those waters. Uh, now if you like everything you heard here in this episode, hit the share button and share this with your friends, your family members, that coworker across the street, or is it the neighbor across the street? It's always been the neighbor across the street. Uh, now, you can find more information like, where do I get in touch with JoLynn? Where do I get a copy of this book? Where do I get this special download that she talked about? Well, go to the show notes at beyondtherut.com slash 329, and there you'll find all those extras, uh, the links to episodes that are similar to this one that talk about recovery from trauma, mental health, those good things. Now, I'm glad you joined me this week, and I look forward to joining you again next week. But until next time, go live life beyond the rut. Take care. You know, the best thing I love about Cap Show is that they have one of the best communities ever. As a Cap Showian myself, I always get invited to masterminds with industry leaders to get the insights and marketing strategies that take my business to the next level. Plus, they love surprising and delighting us. Go to beyondtherut.com slash capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day free trial with the Capshow team today and join me inside that community.